welcome to the Start Up to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Mark. Matt. It's good to see your face. Yeah, nice seeing you. How are you? How are things? How was last week? Good. Yeah. Like uh, my my plan was to do three days of marketing and two days of dev and just let my schedule decide when I should do marketing, when I should do dev. But I ended up doing five days of marketing and no dev. That's amazing. That's yeah. a huge shift considering how much like you revile marketing. or at Exactly. Least have, have exactly. Yeah. No, in the last few episodes that we recorded you know we could have renamed the podcast to like you know marketing sucks yeah exactly <laughs> welcome to the marketing sucks podcast because i exactly because i just complained about it mm. but being forced to do it it's like now i'm in that mindset and that's that's the only thing i'm brainstorming cooking or when i'm walking the dog or so yeah i just started doing the marketing and then i just kept having more ideas more ideas and just i never got around to coding <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, yeah, like that's a huge, huge shift from, yeah, just sitting there suffering to being, yeah, full on deciding like this is actually what I want to do. And I'm, and I have ideas. I'm not just soldiering. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the big mindset change was when I was listening to a podcast, it was two marketers talking and they were like, so, you know, like how productive do you think you are in a week? And they both were like saying, it feels like I only get two or four hours of work done per day. And they, so I was like, "Wow, that's how I feel." Like <laughs> when I'm when I'm spending all day doing marketing, I, at the end I feel like, "No, I, I just I did maybe two four hours of, of real work." Yeah, and the rest of the time is just task shifting, uh, task switching, and that's and, and that's so funny because it's totally anathema to how we feel as programmers. It's like you got to get your clean five six hours of work in, otherwise the day didn't even really feel very productive. Yeah, exactly, and I, I think that was my big problem. Is I was. Uh, that was my idea of productivity is, you know, when you get into that, that state of flow and deep work. And here I was not, never reaching that while doing marketing. It's like in, instead of, of playing a game of chess where you're like thinking 10 moves ahead and you're going deep into this one game, it's more like you're playing a thousand hands of blackjack. Yeah. Right. Like, like each individual hand of blackjack is pretty straightforward. Like you, you set these simple rules, like on this you hit on that you stay that's it and but you just you know you do it a thousand times yeah and that's how it feels like every time i'm writing someone a message or replying to an email or it feels like i'm just yeah i'm just following the script like all right like how do i personalize the message for this person but so yeah so that mindset change really made difference I, i still think like i i need help at least now I can appreciate marketing. Like I, I know I could do it myself, but uh, I am looking for help. I'm, I, I joined Swipe Files. That's oh, yeah. Corey Corey Haynes' uh, marketing community. Yep. And I posted a gig like for I mean, you know I'm looking for a marketer, but uh, I got no one reached out. <laughs> and and I don't blame him because you know I just I. I, I didn't put much effort into describing what the job was. And I was like, just I'm looking for a marketer. Then I was hoping to start talking to people where I, then I could express exactly what I need. But uh, yeah, nobody, nobody reached out. So then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I need to put more effort into this. 
So now I've been doing lots of cold outreach. Oh. So yeah, so I'm reaching out to anybody that has Webflow background, and especially if they have also no code automation experience. Okay. So like I'm looking for someone who can help me on branding and on messaging and positioning. Yeah. After you mentioned last week hiring a marketer, I kind of just was thinking, oh, I wonder how you find a marketer. Like, like what does a freelance marketer look like? You know, what, what does that profile look like and how do they help you? Because I'm just thinking if you were hiring one person, you probably want to hire somebody for like, just like you say, with a goal in mind of, oh, I need somebody to help me with position. So I flitted around to a few of the freelancing sites to get an idea of what's out there. Like what's out there and what do people charge? And, you know, just as a, as a rough idea. And it's very interesting. Like people are, <laughs> it's very interesting to like go to a marketing page and see how people market themselves. Cause yeah. it's like, <laughs> you're, you're, you better blow me away. Otherwise you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm good at the, I'm good at stuff. And you're like, okay. <laughs> If your profile isn't wowing me, then your output probably is, isn't going to either. <laughs> yeah, uh, like uh, maybe I'm just a grumpy old man, but like I, I hate websites that that hijack scrolling. Oh, so like you try to scroll and then they, they like, they completely replace the scrolling with like all these animations, right? It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. I, I won't let you scroll down to the, the section that you want to read. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make you scroll through like five minutes of animation, you know, yeah. and it's going to be so beautiful. You're going to love the experience. And, yeah. I, and I hate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm spending all this time on these designer websites and sure enough, they love this stuff. So it's really hard to not just like dismiss them, you know, saying, I don't want this shit like for my site. Yeah. So I am not going to hire you. Yeah. Because I don't know. I think, I think they're, I actually don't know why they do it. Does it really sell? I, I don't know. Maybe if you're hiring someone to make a website, you want your website to be beautiful. And, and I must admit, this stuff is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like it's a piece of art. You're scrolling. <laughs> there's animations and beautiful graphics. Mm-hmm. But as, if I'm a consumer and I'm looking for a, a product, like I don't want to scroll for five minutes and look at your beautiful website. <laughs> I think beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Like, for example, uh, I really liked when Tuple was launching their, when they were announcing that they were launching Linux, they had a really nice, like, Linux landing page that was, like, very terminal-based. So, like, text was popping up, and, like, JetBrains has done that forever. And it's, like, to a programmer, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Like, that's a flair that we, we like to see. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I like that way more than, oh, let show me the iPhone 104, and you're scrolling down, and it's rotating, and it's doing this, and it's just like... <laughs> I just super don't care. Like, show me the specs and show me the price. Like, exactly, exactly. That's it. Like, you, you know, you pull up a restaurant website because you want to know if they're open and if you know if you can make a reservation. And then I kind of scroll through five minutes of animations. <laughs> so. I've been seeing that a lot with uh, recipes now. Like, I'll like, yes. Like, oh, I, I just want to know how do I make overnight oats, and I have to scroll for like 20 minutes like oh i discovered this recipe when i was riding the bus and everybody <laughs> oh and my grandmother passed it down from this to this and, exactly. oh, and my, my uncle john and my sister and my kids and i get stopped in the street and it's just like how many tablespoons of chia seeds go into this like can we can we get past the preamble yeah and they all do it now eh? oh like, my god yeah I think it must be for seo purposes uh, yeah or... There must be a reason. Like maybe they can serve more ads the longer you spend on the page. But... Yeah, they have to hijack scrolling so that you can get an ad <laughs> pop up or join my mailing list or whatever. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no. Yeah. 
all the all these negative patterns are still around like mm-hmm. like this like you know i do a lot of like browsing on hacker news mm-hmm. so you end up going to a lot of sites that you've never been to before yeah so right so um, of course the first thing you see is the fucking cookie <sighs> pop up right yep like yes i know what a fucking cookie is thank you <laughs> and then and a pop-up to sign up for our newsletter it's like i haven't even read the article yet i don't know if you guys are any good yeah yeah you're coming on a little strong <laughs> exactly <laughs> and yet everyone's still doing it like mm. these negative patterns are still being used yeah so well, either they they work it just everyone does it so everyone else does it it's so funny like i think i heard it like fourth hand at this point but people talk about um copy base camps ending page and they're busy running experiments on this page to see if things work and if they don't or whatever and they're they're just getting started running these experiments and other people are copying their design patterns and they're like we don't even know if this works we're just so it's this like herd mentality of like well base camp's doing it so i'll do it and it's like exactly what actually works yeah. yeah, it's funny to think of user experience that way. it's like, well, we kind of copy what we know because we hope that people have established patterns that we can piggyback off of. But at some point it's like, eh, just show them an email, <laughs> like, show them an email field and hope they sign up. Just like, oh God, like, can we stop? Yeah, this is, uh, it's imposter syndrome. Yes, it is. Like we, we all feel like we're, we don't know what we're doing. So we just copy others, yeah. <laughs> but we're all doing it. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'm sure sometimes it works or something. But I mean, I guess it's hard to know what the negative case is. Like how 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 you might have gotten the email, but how much angrier did you make all these other users in time? Yeah, yeah. I, I reached out to an indie hacker that, this week on on Twitter because I like he's also in in the no code space. Yep. So I've seen him around like everywhere, and I was just curious. All right, I'm, like I had read what his product was, but I didn't really know what it meant sure so so, I, so I'll, I'll go visit it so i'm on my phone i click the url and uh then it brings me to a, a blank page with text that's centered in the middle that says open open this on your desktop and that's it like, oh nothing else no call to action <laughs> nothing just and i was there whoa like if your site is anything like mine like almost 50 percent of your visitors from twitter are, are on mobile so I just reached out. You should probably like, I don't know, put a demo of your product here or anything. or at least like anything, like at least I were captured, you know, leave us your email and we'll we'll show you a demo or yeah. anything, any call to action, except just go, you know, if you have a chance in the future, yeah. open up your desktop and come back and s- visit us. So then he's, you know, he's, oh, thanks. No, you're right. I should put the demo. And uh, and then when I told him about the stats, you know, he came back to me and says, I just realized now that we didn't even activate analytics on on the on the site when you come from a phone. So he had no idea how many people were like bouncing oh. from mobile. Oh, interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Oh, my. <laughs> So, you know, this is the kind of thing I'm sure lots of people do. Like all these people that do these pop-ups and these negative patterns, are they even measuring? Are they A-B testing it? Most likely not. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is a technical problem versus a, do they even want it to do it? Or they're like, oh no, we need a call to action. <laughs> Put more yeah. call to actions. Exactly. Okay, I guess. It's like, I mean, you should you should look at the referrer. Like you, you know I'm coming from Hacker News, let's say. Yeah. 
You know, I'm coming to read content. I'm not coming to sign up for your newsletter. Yeah. After I've read it, then sure. Yeah. Show me a pop-up. Yeah. That's actually really interesting. Come to think of it. It's like, yeah, if you had, well, I guess, um, Brennan Dunn's write message that his, his product, I don't know if it does exactly this, but it's, it would be a form of that of saying like, oh yeah, you come to the page and then based on the referrer, I'm going to show the correct call to action. It's probably another form of, well, I'll, you're in some, uh, I've allocated you to some segmentation group and I'll show you. That. Yeah. That would be, yeah. Cause if they're there to read, <laughs> if you're there to read an article or something interesting, I really need to, do I need to sign up for your email list? But I, I guess this is selfish thinking on my end. Cause I'm just thinking like, I would never do that. Cause I only sign up for specific types of, I am not everyone. No. So it's like, yeah, I, but, yeah, I, but I, I can't, just, I can't imagine anyone like, yeah. <laughs> You know, arriving <laughs> to a website on the very first visit and you're about to read and this big, huge pop-up blocks everything. And really, like, you don't know that you can click X and close it. Like, you think the only way to get rid of it is to enter your, your email address. And not only that, but you're going to give them your real email address. <laughs> it's like... That, I think that's exactly my problem. I look at it and I'm like, how could anyone ever do this like i exactly. i'm worried i guess i'm worried about myself selfishly like oh am i making the right decisions for these users i don't want to assume anything and it's like how could anyone like this like how could this ever work but we could be totally wrong yeah i this, know to- like uh, this works and 40 percent of people enter their email address and yeah we're, we're just idiots yeah, exactly all this amazing <laughs> content is flying around and it turns out <laughs> we're missing out on it yeah so yeah, speaking of being an idiot, I I ran a Twitter ad this week. How did that so, go? So yeah, because I I told myself this month I'm going to spend money. Right. So I was there. I'll, I'm just going to try it. Just going to my user seems community seems to be on Twitter. So why not just put up an ad and see if that works? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the experience I talked about last week like was not enjoyable. Uh, but I got the I got it to work. Okay. And and it was getting lots of impressions. So I thought, well, at least it's doing like brand recognition. Like yeah. at least some people might just see it and eventually type type it. But uh, one person finally clicked it, I think Thursday. And and it cost me $13 oh, for that Jesus click. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was totally surprised. I, I had, because you, you can set a maximum bid. And when I went to set it, I they had showed a range. Like, oh, it should cost between 2 and $4. Mm-hmm. And then another option is just, oh, just let us, you know, let's, let us uh, optimize it and we'll, we'll make the best bid for you. Sure. So, so I assumed that it would be in that, in that price range, like 2 to $4. Yeah. So I said, like, well, oh, sure, I trust you. Twitter would never do me wrong. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> so, yeah, someone clicked it. $13 and then and then I'm staring oh my god I can't believe it so I go look at my logs and uh, they, yeah they just they came to the site they looked at the demo so at least, oh okay at least that's something but but then they left and they didn't they didn't sign up so I was there oh shit like if I have to click to pay $13 per click and you know what percentage of people are going to sign up and then what percentage are going to pay Oh my God, it's going to cost me, you know, a fortune yeah. per, per customer acquisition. So I turned it off immediately. <laughs> and I said, all right, I need to rethink this. Uh, but then the next day, someone reaches out on Twitter. Oh, no, sorry. They, they reach out on, on YouTube. Okay. So they saw my, my video on YouTube and they, they commented. 
And then I start chatting with them. And, and then eventually they reach out on Twitter to DM me. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, I'm going to sign up. Uh, and I said, hey, great, thanks. So then I was curious because we were chatting like I thought oh I'll just ask like how did you how did you find me and he said uh, oh, your Twitter ad it was very it was very efficient like it, it was exactly what I was looking for it, it appeared right at the right moment and, so, and then he explained to me the whole funnel he says I clicked it I went to the landing page I looked at the video then I went to YouTube to, to look at the video or to look at the other videos right and then and then I was sold so then I came to so then yeah i messaged you and i came to your twitter <laughs> amazing <laughs> <laughs> exactly and he's he seems very serious like he's he's gonna pay for this so it's like okay fine that, that was actually profitable <laughs> amazing yeah but but uh yeah i still don't think 13 dollars a click is the right move yeah that's still i think awesome. i was just lucky i was just lucky yeah hmm Oh, that it, like I I'm I'm doing some adventures in PPC now. I'm trying to do some reading for, you know, I want to run my own campaign, and it's very interesting to think about. I I mean, what what numbers did Twitter show you? Like, I have real trouble reconciling. Like, okay, well, there's this like three four dollar range, and then there's this thirteen dollar, the big daddy thirteen dollar, and it's like, what? Why? What? Who? Who is? Who else yeah. was bidding against this user? And why were they so intent on jacking the price up? Like, it's very interesting to think about. I mean, sure. I mean, Twitter could always be out there trying to screw us. And the, yes, that's probably true <laughs> to some degree. But I it, think so. <laughs> but even if they're not, it's interesting to think about the economics behind that decision and like what the best bid ends up being. Yeah, because I mean, maybe they are truthful when they gave you that when they gave me that range. Maybe they were truthful. Maybe that really was the range at that moment. But then, yeah. Because the person clicked on it on a Thursday night. Oh no, a lot of people are, are bidding up that those keywords on Thursday nights. Right. So, but uh, I mean, impression-wise, I seem to get the same impressions every day. Okay. So so, and and now I've, I'm running it at like a, I think a two or three dollars a click, and I'm still seeing the same amount of impressions. So, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. Interesting. This is a weird world. I, yeah, I the lesson, to... yeah, the lesson, boys and girls, is set a maximum bid. <laughs> set a maximum bid and run some tests. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and of course, I'm doing a bunch of other mistakes that I that I know of. Like, I'm I'm not even sending them to a specific page that is designed for that ad. Right. I'm just sending them to to my product page. Sure. And I should probably have a huge pop up appear, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, Sign up. Enter your email. Yeah. Um, so you, when did you reactivate the Twitter ads? I think uh, like midday Friday. Midday Friday. Okay. Yeah. And after I chatted with him and I realized that it worked, <laughs> I was okay. Let's try again. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you notice a? Uh, so was it the same amount of impressions over the weekend? Actually, I don't. I seem to get zero impressions on weekends. Mm. Like this is the second weekend in a row where. I'm getting zero impressions. I've run exactly one Facebook campaign in the past. I it doesn't matter on what, but I was I was running it and uh, I started it on a Saturday afternoon and my impressions were horrible on Sunday. I was thinking like there's a lot more people in this group 
than I thought than than relative to the impression that I'm I'm getting. So I was thinking, ah, oh, what's going on here? And then Monday came, and all yeah. of a sudden everybody's supposed to be at work, and they're on Facebook instead. And it's just like, oh yeah, your impressions shoot through the roof, and yeah, yeah. So it's not yeah, surprising. No, that's it. Yeah, that's what I've noticed. Like, but I mean, I'm getting zero. <laughs> they show you a bar graph, and then like all of a sudden there's a huge gap, like two days where there's no bar. And I thought, oh, it must be their their messed up interface. My credit card didn't pass or something. Like, right. But no, the campaign is still active. I was like, oh, I don't know what's going on. But then Monday starts again. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> it's probably because you weren't willing to bid $13. Yeah, it was my punishment. <laughs> exactly. Do this punish him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you want that sweet weekend traffic? <laughs> mm, sorry, bro. <laughs> Pay up. Exactly. Interesting. Oh, man, you're a marketing guru now. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, a, a huge a huge win also this week was that I I spoke with um, Chris from JetBoost. Yep. So, so that's another no-code tool for Webflow. And uh, yeah, we've been meaning to, to chat, but he was on parental leave. And he said, oh, when I come back, we'll, we'll chat. Okay. So it was really nice talking with him. It was, it was really cool. Like it was, you know, we're, we're like doing the, the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. He's been doing it for longer than me, but we're doing the same thing. Like, we're both tech guys. We build a solution because we knew someone that was that needed this need. Uh, so we're just talking shop and, and talking about both problems that we're having with the API. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. And and then yeah, like when I asked him what he was doing for marketing, he said like one of the things that really helped him was being displayed in the Webflow University directory. Okay. So like Webflow, they have this really big website they call the university. Okay. And it has so many videos for like, you know, because it's it's not an easy tool to use. Like there is a, a steep learning curve. Sure. But, but it's well documented. They have so many videos that will show you how to do anything. Mm-hmm. And part of that is also a directory of integrations. Aha. Yeah, so he said like, being in there like brings him a lot of leads. Oh, so sure. I said, "All right, I'll I'll try it." Mm. So I think I, I I think we spoke on Tuesday, and I submitted it Tuesday, and like Thursday I was approved. And I was, <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I, it felt so weird to get that email. <laughs> I don't know why it felt like it felt the, it just it was like validating, like yeah. yes, I am an official Webflow integration yeah that's a sick backlink to have too <laughs> yeah it was like a stamp of approval like have you i made it yes <laughs> <laughs> we made it have you received any traffic or anything from that yet have you noticed anything yeah i i, I checked a few days later and there wasn't much traffic okay but uh but there, but there was some like it was it's definitely worth it was definitely worth it okay Mm. Yeah, I think I still get more traffic from the forum. Right. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, it ends up being a long-term... I mean, it's a long-term play to be in the directory. I mean, that's where you want to be. You want Webflow sending you customers. So, very cool. Man, yeah, those just turning that crank of distribution. Just a little more distribution. So you say you're also venturing into PPC? Yeah, man. PPC is on my list for for the coming week. So, um, resuming my cold outreach, um, I'm still trying to get in touch with accountants. 
So I think the next thing I'm going to try... So I'm going to do a, a, a small PPC campaign. Right now I'm doing a... I'm just trying to read as much as I can to understand how I can maximize my spend and to make sure that I'm doing things correctly. Like, I need to have a campaign landing page. I need to have some things just to prep the campaign to make sure that it's working. Um, or that, you know, that I'm giving it the my best shot or putting my best foot forward or whatever um, to make sure that that's working. So, uh, so right now I'm doing as much learning as I can. And I have some friends that, uh, that have done PBC in the past. And we have all, uh, we all, we're all followers of Diego Forte. And he has a program called Building a Second Brain. And he, the way that he, uh, he uses Evernote, or at least in the course, he talks about using Evernote to share research. But it's really cool because I can talk to my friends and be like, hey, do you have a couple research documents you can share with me? And they're like, no problem. And they just go into Evernote, Evernote type PPC, throw it in a shared folder and share it with me. So now I have all this like curated research from my friends who are actively running campaigns and building out their second brain. So I'm like, great, copy, 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 and just like throw all that into my own Evernote. And now I've got like, tons of great links to good articles and summaries and that sort of thing. So I've got like, you know, just from tapping my media network, I've got like, you know, some hours of reading ahead of me to, to put everything together. But it's given me a great place to start with at least. Nice. So I think I'll probably start with Facebook. Um, it's possible that my audience is on <clears throat> LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, I don't know much about LinkedIn. I don't have anybody, any, any, I don't have anyone in my network that's done advertising over LinkedIn. Um, and I hear it's quite expensive, but I'm going to sign up and go through some of the tutorials once I learn a little bit more about PPC in general, and then I can evaluate for myself whether it's actually expensive. Um, but I know I've run a Facebook campaign a few years ago, so I know a little bit about that. So I think I was going to dip my toe in there. Plus, I, I, I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of these Facebook groups where these people hang out. I was also thinking about Reddit. Um, I don't know much about how Reddit targets um, like if you can target specific subreddits with ads, that would be really good. Cause I know a bunch of these, again, I've seen a bunch of these communities where these people hang out, where I can't post anything. It's just, they give me warnings that I'm violating their community guidelines. Right. But if I could put an ad in there instead of actually myself, that might not be so bad. Um, yeah. it would be a test. It would, I think that would be a fair test. Um, also, it might give me, it'll be very interesting to know how many of these people use ad blockers. It would be cool to get like some statistics <laughs> on that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's again, it's coming back to what does my audience do? Where do they hang out? What, what is their worldview? And trying to understand that. So I think right now it's I'm going to continue with my cold outreach. Um, I'm going to switch. I switched over to cold email. Um, I I know some tools to cold email, like I've used Hunter IO in the past and and that sort of thing. So okay. um, so I'm just going out f googling, finding leads myself on LinkedIn and just from straight googling, and then plugging them into Hunter IO and trying a couple different. Um, tactics of hey do you do this uh, how do you handle how do you handle american taxes how do you handle fbars um, and different variations of this text to just try to get people to uh, to answer my request so right now um i've emailed about five people uh over the weekend i doubt very much that the, the that people are checking their emails on the weekend i wasn't getting much in terms of open rates so i'm sending it from uh from my you know business domain so I don't know if that's marked for spam or not. It's not clear if I'm getting through yet. So uh, that remains to be seen. So I'm going to try a mix of my business account as well as my uh, personal Gmail account. And I'll see if I if I can punch through somehow. Yeah. Have you sent much emails from your business account? No. Okay. Yeah, that might be problematic mm. if you haven't built up a, a reputation yet. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. 
I'll need to see if... Yeah, that's a good point. I think then what I need... I, I just... Uh, I was opting for action at the end of last week. So maybe before I spend much more time doing it, I'll try to find a real simple primer for cold email outreach just to understand deliverability. Right. Um, that would be really I mean, it's, it's, it won't do any harm that you sent five emails, I don't think. Oh, no, I'm not worried about yeah. that. Like, I have to send those emails anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but if there are things that I can do to... Like, if there's something... If there's a lever I can pull that increases my deliverability by, like, maybe I should stop saying the word Viagra in all the emails I send. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure spam filters will pick that up. But, I mean, maybe there's, like, a, a small lever that I can pull that'll influence my deliverability. But then again, I don't know. Like, I was sending them over the weekend, so these emails might even be making it through. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. It's an area I don't know much about. What, what are you doing to track... Uh... To open open rates. Uh, Hunter IO will insert, um, uh, you know, that like one by one pixel by one pixel image that loads when you open the when you open the email tracking okay. tracking pixels or whatever they're called. Um, so they'll check they check open rates for you because that might actually like reduce deliverability. I so that I do know. Um, it hurts. Uh, I uh, yeah. The spam filters are good at knowing that these little trackers exist. And if you are, if you just send a plain text email, you'll have a much better chance of punching through. Um, I guess, yeah, I, it's, it, yeah, you're kind of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because it's like, well, I send you an email, but are you not responding because you didn't get it? Or are you not responding because the offer isn't interesting? So I guess if, I guess we'll see. Like if I, I'll check back to Hunter throughout the week. And if I get no clicks, then that's okay. Um, but it would be nice to like, I don't know, maybe I'll send a few emails to myself and some of my other business domains <laughs> to see if I punch through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send me an email. Yeah. You got it. Please open it. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> Please don't. Spam. Like who the fuck is Matt? Spam. Who the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is F bars? <laughs> so yeah. So sending, working on my cold outreach, we'll see from there. And then yeah. So PPC. Um, I've got some material I need to read through just to understand some bidding, and I need to create a campaign landing page. Um, but that's real simple um, with Tailwind, uh, Tailwind and and uh, and Next.js. So I can just pop something up, super simple, deploy it to Vercel, and let it rip. So nice. So yeah. So the, the the nice thing is it's just the knowledge there. The actual creation of the page is just you know I can create a simple page and then tweak the tweak the landing page copy. Um, and then I'll just put in a uh, like an email capture or, or something like that that you know I'll, I was thinking about recording a, a demo of the product and having it uh, on YouTube or something and just yeah. posting that on the page so that they can at least see and understand what's going on and then with an email you know um, get in touch or, or something yeah that sounds like a good plan so yeah so my plan for the week is to do some more cold outreach and then just lean into the PPC and take it from there and see what happens. So for the uh, for the PPC, we were talking about this a little bit offline. Um, I I see there being two possible campaigns. Um, one being targeting individuals, and the other targeting consultants or consultants like tax consultants. I think at this point, um, targeting the consultants is what I want to do. I think it makes far more sense to target people who run businesses for this kind of thing. I think that'll give me a much clearer idea of you know can I reach these people and is there an interest? Is there a general interest? Because um, having a tax professional recommend using a service or invest in a white label solution would really give me a lot it would give me a lot more confidence that there's a market desire for what i've built yeah and yeah and for ppc like it's really hard to to reach consumers like 
Like it's it's so expensive. Yeah, that's true. But you know, but you might be willing to pay thirteen dollars a click for for an accountant. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, because otherwise you're just doing like a mass market campaign and hoping that. I mean, what? Who knows what a conversion rate would be on that? That would need to be a test. But but you could work out the math pretty quick. Yeah. On what your spend would need to be. Yeah, but an accountant will, you know, if they recommend, if they send you five customers, then that for sure will will pay for yeah for the cost of the click. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's kind of my mission really for the week. Um, yeah, I'm just cranking away, cranking away, doing my marketing, putting in reps. And uh, you stopped cold calling? I was having trouble. So the cold calling that I did, I was having trouble getting people to pick up the phone. And I felt, I just right. started feeling gross. Like, I don't know. Uh. Like, it's just, <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, I'm so smart. I'm cold calling these people. And nobody uses the phone anymore. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember why people stopped using the phone. I feel horrible. <laughs> so I think, I think I, maybe I'll give it an attempt again in a while, but I'm, I think I'm going to stick to electronic stuff for at least for the time being. And we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't think it would I mean, be that demoralizing, but it's pretty demoralizing. Uh, yeah, I've never done cold calling. Like, I don't, I can't imagine doing it. No, it looks really hard. Well, and it's it just like I don't know. I, I keep thinking I want to. Re- I want to respect people. I, I want to respect yeah. my customers because that. I guess that's the whole thing about you know when you're picking an idea. I like you know taking a step back from what I've learned from all of this with even with the business I with the consulting I was doing with shred when you meet somebody who has this problem when you meet someone who has a problem that you have the solution to they are on fire they're on fire and they just want your help to fix this problem and with my shred consulting it was like that I met people who were just like my engineers just can't wrap their head around this problem but I have to be the one to do it, but I'm not really technical, but I know what the consultants need. And they're just like, I just want to pay to have it gone. And when you solve that problem for them, man, they're so happy to have you working with them. Um, And they're happy to pay you. And I look at this the same way of just like, I only am interested in talking to people who have this problem. Like, I don't want to convince people that this is what they need. Like, I want to know that people are on fire with this problem and that I'm the I'm the water that can put them out. So like to cold call somebody just like, I mean, yeah, maybe they're having a a shit day because they've had to do F bars for so many people. And Matt just happened to pick up the phone and call them. But they're, I don't know. We're in, we live in this world of like asynchronous delivery. It's like, I'd rather text somebody and have that text be a spam than call them. Cause it's, I'm I'm asserting myself onto them with a phone call, even though it might be giving them what they need. It's just like the risk of, of it, not being what they need feels so much higher that I'm, I just feel gross. I just, I just, I'm just not respecting my, my potential customer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hear you. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're so bad at, at finding excuses to not do these hard things. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I totally agree. So, because if, you know, if they, if they do have this problem, and you have the solution, like they might be happy to hear from you. Yeah, it's true. I think that's maybe that's just one of the things that's going to come through talking with more, more users. Because the better I get to know them, the better I'll understand how they like to communicate and and how they're reachable. Because it might yeah, be, I mean, yeah, like I, I don't know, like it might be interesting to get a cold call 
like if you're if you do uh, if you do american taxes for like three people you're probably not that interested in that call but if you're doing it for a hundred people you're probably a little more interested in getting a call like that because you're just going to feel that problem more viscerally cold calling is really hard and i want to do it so <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stick close to home at least for the time being and make some make, do some cold emails i'm gonna see how that goes i'm not gonna stop until i'm doing i'm gonna continue to do cold calling in the future once i learn a little bit more i stick with email for now it has not left my list it's still on the list and i'm gonna call i'm not running away from this <laughs> this is not it's Good. scary but i'm not running away it's on the list <laughs> i mean I, I i can't give you a hard time because i've never i've never done it and i'm pretty sure i would feel the same if not worse than how you feel <laughs> it's yeah i mean I, I i think you're i think you hit the nail on the head though of like just don't be afraid. Like it might not, it might be crappy. It might be horrible. But what if it was crappy and horrible, but it re- yielded amazing results? It's like, yeah. well, then you would do it, right? Like you would, you know, it would be a channel and you would do it. So yeah, I, I but, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I said with that mindset that, you know, you're, you're trying to solve a problem that, that they have. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it might, it could make it a little easier. I mean, like you are, like, you, you know, there's people out there that are on fire and you have this bucket of water. Yeah. It's like, you know, if I can find them, they'll be happy that I found them. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, how many people are you willing to call on the quest to find that person on fire? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You might have to disturb five people that are not on fire. Yeah. 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 You know, and as well, I think one thing I definitely haven't done is I've done zero research into cold calling. I basically came up with my own script, found a phone number and called it. <laughs> I didn't really prepare that much, but I bet you it's very well documented of just like, you know, calling somebody up on the phone and being like, oh, hey, sorry, I didn't want to bother you, but I just wanted to tell you this one thing and see if it was at all relevant and we can follow up. I'll send you an email. What's the best email to get you at? And then move it to asynchronous or something. I yeah. don't know. That's, that sounds that sounds good. I don't think you need to do much more research than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll learn. You'll, you'll learn from doing it. Yeah, well, exactly, right? And yeah, the whole point is to learn. That's that's this entire exercise is learning. Yeah. I just hope I don't get cursed at. That's the one thing I just <laughs> don't want to have happen. I don't want to have somebody call me the C word and then hang up the phone. <laughs> oh, that would hurt. You're so Canadian. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, are you going to attend MicroConf Remote this year? Yes. Yeah. For, for the first time, I've been I've been a huge like huge fan of startups to the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Actually, like um, the very first book that I read that really convinced me to become an indie hacker was Rob Rawlings' book, like "Start Small, Stay Small." That's a nice book. Yeah. So I like I've I'm a huge fan, but the price ticket to like to fly down to Vegas or Minneapolis, wherever. Yeah. Microconf was was just it was just too much, mm-hmm. and and you know I'm I'm introverted so I'm not like a huge networker I don't right. I don't love networking or so it just felt like yeah it, I can't I can't afford it and it doesn't justify I couldn't justify it like as a business expense sure. but now when it's remote <laughs> and it's dirt cheap yeah it's like yeah I'll, I'll try. Yeah, I saw they were using uh, Gather Gather Town Gather dot Town 
I feel like I've been I've been tuned into the remote work thing for a while to like understand. Um, I have a friend who works for Shopify, and he said when shop when COVID happened and then Shopify went full remote, um, Toby the CEO said remote something to the effect of like remote work sucks right now because we just don't have good tools. And he was like, it's going to hurt for a while until we get a better set of tools that facilitate remote work. Um, and, you know, Shopify going full remote was a was a step in this direction. And I've been watching a lot of these tools pop up and gathered out of town. I've been like, I don't get this at all. <laughs> like, I really, really? Yeah. I, like, I don't know, like walking around a, a, a virtual office with like an 8-bit um, avatar, like visiting people's desks. I... I I don't know. Like I've never, it never. I saw it and was like, I don't get it. This is, it makes no sense. But no, just, I mean, yeah. I've I've never used it, but I I, I get it. Okay. Because like, if if you want to do a gathering <laughs> with like more than three people, like you know, you get this problem of too many people and only like like two people talking and everyone else everyone else just sitting there and listening. Mm. So you know, like like at a real party, that that's not how to. That's not how a gathering works, right? You don't have this huge circle, yeah. And then only two people are talking, and everyone else is just silently watching. Like mm-hmm. You all, you all cluster into these small groups of three people, four people, and yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think it, it works that way. Like you throw everyone in this huge room, but then they can all cluster mm-hmm. and mingle, and then spread out and join another cluster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've been looking for another venue or way to hold the. Uh, indie hackers montreal meetup um i I really miss those meetups and i want to have them i've just been i don't want to necessarily just get into a zoom call with breakouts like i like the way of kind of like oh you know these kind of pods form of four or five people and one person will peel off and visit another person or that kind of thing or you see somebody you know and you all you want to go say hi and you end up forming a small group yeah i think that's that's what it's supposed to replicate yeah is that that yeah that's a good point I guess I was just looking at it as a. I wasn't imagining myself using the solution. I'm looking at it and being like, "I what? I I don't get it." <laughs> but yeah, if you think about the problem, it's really solving and what it's like to sit in the chair and and use this. Yeah, I mean the eight bit graphics are cool. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's just cool. <laughs> but I think it's mostly about this this dynamic clustering and and spreading out and meeting new people. Yeah, and having real conversations because it's. I find I find more than four people it's impossible. Yeah. Impossible to have a conversation. Yeah. It becomes like a seminar. Yeah. No, totally agree. Yeah, there tends to be and, two key stakeholders yeah. or something. Yeah. And of course I'm I'm introverted, so I'm always the one just sitting there quietly. Like So yeah, I, I really want to go. Um it's because it's not for an entire day. It's just a few it's like a hour or whatever, hour and a half sessions and then the hallway track of meeting people. I think yeah. I could get I could get into that. Um, it's around the same time that I'm going back to Montreal. So, oh, uh, I'm headed, really? yeah, I'm headed back. I think it'll be March like 20th is a Saturday. So we're going to be heading back. Um, and so why <laughs> we're moving <laughs> this year. So we have to find a new place to live. Oh, okay. Yeah. And our lease is up June one. So we have to like, yeah, so it's showing up earlier, early enough to find a place. We don't want to feel forced to make a decision. We okay. want to be able to find the right place. So yeah, yeah. so you got to be able to pick up and yeah. go visit a place. Exactly. Which is so sad because going back to Montreal is like, yeah, it's a, there's nothing to go back to. <laughs> why, why don't you 
Just let the lease run out and, <laughs> and stay stay in Halifax. You can have all of our stuff, <laughs> like because like I mean, that's the problem. If we could just like move our stuff into storage or something, I guess maybe that. Would yes, be it. but we still have exactly. to go back and do that. No. <laughs> Do you, don't you have a friend that, have, that has your keys? Just send them. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> yeah, Move just grab my, my stuff, put it in a storage locker, and just, yeah. I wonder how much you, you would don't have want, to pay a company. You don't do. want to come back here, man. You don't want to come back. <laughs> Life here sucks. Yeah. Yeah, because we were thinking about coming back. Because if we could find a place, yeah, like throwing everything into a locker and then just having a place and signing the lease and then driving back to halifax or anything like just something to to continue the the sweet ride we're on would be nice (laughs) freedom yeah so yeah the timing is a little bit weird um but i'd still really like to go so we just need to tie our plans down and figure that out okay so i'll see you there yeah exactly we can pump start up to something yeah gain all these new followers exactly (laughs) (laughs) hashtag influencers I've I've seen uh, some some stats like some some podcasters share like their mm-hmm. their stats, and I'm always amazed like these podcasts that you know that I've listened to every single episode and I love and and then you find out they have like 130 listeners, and you're like, wow, <laughs> like I thought they were huge. I thought like everyone knows them, right? Because mm-hmm. they're so they're so present in my life, like they're. They're with me when I'm walking the dog. They're with me when I'm cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, we have these people that we, we regard as so famous. Or, oh, wow. Exactly. This person's doing so much cool stuff. They have such a huge following. Like Yeah, like 100 people. <laughs> yeah. But I would be fine with that. I'd be fine with just having 100 that, listeners. Oh, totally. Yeah, I'd love to have a little friend group of just like people who are interested and engaging. I think that's great. Yeah, that's the goal. So yeah, I've been checking out Corey Haynes' um, products. His because he's he's launching a couple of courses. Um, I'm not subscribed to Swipe Files, but I'm very interested in it. I love all the case studies that he's put together. Like all the stuff is really interesting. I don't feel like I'm at a point where paying for that makes sense yet. I just don't have enough. I feel like I don't have enough traction with um, with F bars yet to think like okay, I can use the, I can buy this and immediately put it to good use. Right. Um, maybe I'm thinking about that wrongly. Like I don't know. Just from the just from the copy, it seems like it's not necessarily the best fit for me right now. Like if I had maybe if I had ten customers, it's like taking that ten and turning it into a hundred. That's something a little more suited around the, his marketing plan, but. Uh, I'm very interested. Like he's like I love his podcast. I'm very interested in what he tweets, and I'm on his mailing list and everything. So right now that level has been good for me. But I'm curious. Have you been thinking at all about? Because um, you said you subscribed to Swipe Files. Were yeah. his courses something you were thinking about? So, like he has like two plans. He mm-hmm. he has a plan just for the community and the Swipe Files. Yeah. And then he has that plus like Hey Marketers and if. Um, Everything is marketing. Is that one of his products? I don't remember. Well, that's that's the name of the podcast, but I don't know. I think he has a another product. Yeah. So it, yeah, I didn't take that one. I didn't take the one with the courses. Okay. I just took the one for the mostly the community. Like I did start looking a bit of it at the content, mm-hmm. but um, I, I was most mostly interested in like well, first of all, finding a marketer, <laughs> and then like I do have the intention of asking like uh, in the community like. 
does anybody have any ideas? Because I have some ideas of, of like I'm reaching out to marketers now to to maybe hire someone, but uh, a lot of them are you know they just scheduled the call with me like for like next week, right? So like I'm <laughs> I, I can't just sit around and wait. So yeah, so I'm like I'm already thinking like you know how could I rebrand or change my messaging, mm-hmm. and I I want to to post in swipe files and get some feedback. Like here are some ideas I have. What do you think? Like. Mm-hmm. Has anybody else ever seen a, a campaign like this? So we'll see. We'll see if you know because the community is still very small. Like so, I don't, I don't know how how active uh, of a response I would get. Right. Yeah, that's so valuable. Just to have people to go have some back and forth with on copy is really yeah. really nice. And it's interesting too. Like I'd love to talk to a marketer and understand like you know if I were going because I imagine any marketer is going to say. You know, help me to understand who your target audience is, because you can't just write copy for the world. You want to write it for your, uh, for the people you're trying to sell to, and how they go about. Yeah, how how does a marketer for hire go about understanding your audience so that they can give you that positioning, wording? They can proofread your copy, that sort of thing. I love copywriting. I'm I'm very interested in it. And it's, do you do you love doing it, or you're just interested in it? <laughs> uh, I, I like doing it. I because I, it feels the cool thing is you can iterate in a real way and just be like, oh yeah, so I can have this text and this text and think like, well, what's what appeals more to the emotional state of the of the person who's visiting this page? Like with FBars, for example, um, I put together like a big research document of you know how do you write good, what what does good landing page copy look like? What is it meant to do? And there's kind of the, like, I'm a subscriber to um, 30 by 500 from Amy Hoy and Alex Hellman, and they write copy in a very specific way, the PDF formula, pain, dream, and fix. And if you go to, like, um, uh, Amy's, if you look at, if you go to Amy's uh, time tracker product page, I forget the name of the product just now, but her- It used to be Freckles. It used to be Freckle, and then they rebranded it to something else. Um, They, that- copy is there's like there i don't even remember if there is an h1 i think their h1 is a is a quote from a customer yeah yeah i've seen it and it's it's like it's a totally opposite to every other landing page you see it's like a not a wall of text but it's text and it's and it's very interesting to hear like oh yeah that page does very very well um and you're just like wow that's crazy but the reality is like she understands the people who are trying to if you have found her solution that page is exactly the type of person who has researched and found that page right so it's really it, i bet it converts very well it's just getting the right people to that page ends up being the the, the larger thing yeah my, my first landing page was a bit in that style mm-hmm. um and i mean and honestly uh I think it converted as well as my current mm-hmm. design. Like it was very low in graphics, but it was mostly text, mm-hmm. but it was written in that style, you know, like, you know, this is the problem and oh, this is the dream and mm-hmm. the fix. Uh, but now I think I need to, I need to go back in that style, like more better copy, mm-hmm. but it's, I feel like I, I, ah, because my audience are Webflow designers, mm-hmm. I think the site also has to be very graphic. And even, heaven forbid, it has to have animations on it. <laughs> but it is a very interesting question. How can you appeal to your target audience the best? 
Yeah. So it's exactly yeah. like a wall of text. I don't think would work. Like even though you're, you know, like it would work if they actually read it, mm-hmm. but I don't think they will read it. Yeah. I think they. Yeah, I'm not a great reader. I, I don't know. I tend to well, it's hard to tell if it's a chicken and egg thing. I tend to kind of flick around the page and skim. And having big H1s and lists of things with with images are drawing my eyes in. And that appeals to the way that I read things, the way that I consume. Um, Because, yeah, I kind of do a skim once, look for the important bits, and then I go back and do a second second pass. Um, But I I really like the idea of, like, you know, in the uh, Indie Hackers Worldwide and Founders Club, there's uh, there's a channel there of, like, roast my landing page. And I actually really like doing that because I like looking at what people have written and thinking about it from, because I only write from my own perspective of just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a software engineer and I, I live in Canada and I, I'm this age. Um, and it's just like, from my perspective, this is what I see. And it's just like, well, who are you writing for? And how, trying to understand the, the intent that yeah. the person has when they land on the page. Like, that's really fun. I, I enjoy that kind of like, it's like an exercise in empathy. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know good copy when I see it, but I I can't write it myself. <laughs> and I, it's like I agree with you that it's very iterative. Like you know, you you write a first draft, and then okay, what's a better verb here? What's a better sentence here? How, what can I remove to make it leaner? But unlike code, it never feels done. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, in code, you're refactoring, and you're and then it's like wow, it's done. Like this. You know, I I can't optimize this anymore. Like it, and with words, it never feels like that. Totally agree. So that's why I want to hire someone to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to to come back to your question, like how does a marketer do it? I mean, I I don't know how they do it, but but that's why I was looking. I'm looking for someone who is a web flow designer, like for an agency, let's say, mm-hmm. and and does branding and has felt the pain of trying to connect Airtable to Webflow yeah. using the existing solutions. So I think if I can find that person, that copy is going to write itself. Like yeah. <laughs> they know the problem. They're going to say, oh my God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> this this is how I felt when I did, you know, when I discovered this product. Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just reminded of that, uh, that, that testimonial that you pulled from, a, I think it was a Facebook post where somebody said, this is sorcery. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like maybe maybe it does start with a testimonial because that really speaks yeah. to the pain. Like nothing nothing represents that pain more than somebody who has that pain who is who is now fixed, who has had a fix applied to that pain. I'm just like, oh, yeah. finally I can get back to designing, or I, I don't know, but to say something that really reverberates with the audience of designers. Yeah. I mean, I do for sure. I need to add testimonials to the page. Like that's that's a given, and I, I'm not sure what's the best way to to go about it. Mm-hmm. Like, do I just go in my emails and like start like finding things that people have said and then ask them, can I can I use this? You know, or do I send an email blast to all my my happy customers and just say, could you provide a testimonial? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've I. Did it a while ago, like just ask, oh, could I have a testimonial? And people would write something. Mm-hmm. But it's never like, it's never right. First of all, it's never a great copy what they yeah. what they give you, right? It's like, it's just, yeah, they, you know, they, they gave you 30 minutes of their time to, mm-hmm. to give you a blurb and that's great. But what do you do? Like, are, are, you, yeah. are you allowed to change it? Like just reword it all and say, hey, is it okay if I 
if I just put this as your testimonial? Because I've heard with other businesses, I don't know how often this happens, but um, it'll be like, I'll write, like someone will write a, a small one sentence thing and send that to the business and say, hey, would you mind providing this testimonial? I've written it for you. Exactly. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, sure. You can say I said that. And they're like, great. That's what I, that's what I'm wondering. Is that, is that the practice? Is that what people do? That would be a, like, I was going to say, that would be a really cool test, but that feels like the ballsiest test ever. Hey there, <laughs> customer. Can I just say that you said this? Love you. <laughs> yeah, but in exchange, you'll get a backlink. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, wait, now you're speaking my language. I'd be happy exactly. to give you a backlink. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that actually with Plaid. I had a, uh, in the, in one of the posts that I made on Reddit, uh, publicizing F-bars, I had a Plaid employee, what he claimed to be, respond to me in the comments being like, oh, I'm a Plaid employee and this is awesome. Like, He's like, I'm a dual Ooh. citizen and I wrote all the docs that you needed to, to do this. So we had like a very small exchange in the comment. And I was like, oh man, can I get a backlink from Plaid? So I just like went through and was like, oh, is there any way I can figure this out? Because they do case studies and that kind of thing. But it's right. funny because even in their case studies, they don't link out to anybody. Uh, yeah. Right. Because yeah, it'd be kind of neat if it was just like, oh, how can I? Because it'd be kind of neat to have like a spotlight. Just like, oh, we have a small community partnerships page. And it'd be like, oh, fbars.app is doing this thing. I mean, I guess it would be brutal if, if like I was somehow fraudulent and they are linking to like somebody who's doing fraud. But I mean, it'd be kind of cool to have a com uh, community showcase of just like, oh, here are all the things that are being built. And, and they're giving you backlinks and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I, or I could create a directory of Webflow experts that have you know that integrate Airtable to webflow oh that's right? an idea so like have just have a directory of here these people will do it for you like and most of them i know because they're using power importers to, to do it mm. but it also be a way to reach out to people hey do you want to be do you want to be added to this directory totally kind of like uh justin jackson and transistor of yeah. just like here's a blog post of like Oh, if you're into, if you follow me because you're into bootstrappers, well, here's a list of bootstrappers that are running podcasts. Exactly. Yeah, sure. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, this is, this is the marketing Kool-Aid that I drank. Man. <laughs> I gotta sit next to you. This is, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Your brain is it's firing on all cylinders. I like that. Are you for hire? Yeah, Can I, I hire you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Maybe I'll hire you to do the dev. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Use your, uh, I, I am accepting freelancing clients soon. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, so now that I'm really busy with marketing and I mean, I, I still have some dev that I want to do. There's still new features I want to add yeah. and new products. Uh, I've had to, to turn down a, a venture opportunity with someone. Oh, really? Yeah, because I'm part of Founders Club. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, every week I chat to a new founder and... Uh, and it and a, a few months ago, I met someone who we were talking, and then it was like, 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 hey, like, um, I don't know if I want to go into details. Yeah, no, like, no, no. no. <laughs> but it, but we just like discovered that I had built a prototype of something that he wants to build, like of an idea that he has. Like, mm -hmm. so it's like I already had the experience of building it, and he already has an idea of the market for oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was like it would be a partnership. Like let's let's run with it. You you rebuild, but uh, with a different feature set, mm -hmm. and uh, and he'll take care of uh, the marketing. And and he had a few ideas of people that would acquire us. So the goal was really just to 
They build something, grow it for free, and then sell it okay. to someone. Interesting. Yeah, and the guy, the guy has a bunch of connections in Silicon Valley, so mm-hmm. it was like, he re- he was really bringing a lot to the table that I don't have. Sure. So I thought I was like, yeah, I should, you know, if I could carve some time in my schedule mm-hmm. to like work on this also, like maybe one day a week. Yeah. But now I I had to turn him down. Like it's I'm just so busy. Yeah. <laughs> and. And even if I do hire someone to do the marketing for me and free up my time, I think I want to attack these new product ideas I have that sure. that would be provided by Power Importer. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Well, it, it, yeah. it's cool too. To I mean, I don't know if this is. Let me know if if you think this is true, but it definitely feels like I can already feel it just from talking to you a little bit. Like your marketing confidence is like at an all time high. So the idea of like attacking something new feels a lot more doable all of a sudden because it's just like oh yeah like it's you understand the landscape of of what it takes to go out there and message and cold call and 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 dm and build an audience and help people and like you've gotten you've got this like wealth of knowledge now so it's like oh i want to attack this or i want to build this i want to build this aspect of power importer and it'll involve me going over here or whatever like it it feels a lot more i don't know you 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 certainly sound like you have more confidence now i don't know do you do you feel like that's the case or am i reading too much into it yeah yeah I think I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fair to say. Yeah, because I'm just realizing that like if you if it's like you can dance, sing, and act, then it's like oh yeah, you can. It's like all of a sudden you're you're willing to tackle anything because you've got the skills to do it. And it's just like yeah, you now it's like oh now I I finally get the thing that I was missing about marketing. It doesn't make it any easier, but it certainly like gives you a, <laughs> it makes you feel better about what you've done so far. And it's like oh yeah, I can fucking do this. Let's go. Yeah, but yeah, I think. It, yeah, it's giving me a better appreciation for it, mm. and and I and uh, I'm getting pretty good at thinking up of ideas, mm. like new new marketing ideas, mm. like that are that are unique or and just original enough that just its originality is enough to help spread it. Mm. Totally. But I think my next venture, um, I, I think I will take on a, a co-founder, ah. like because I've done it, I've tried it before. Like having a co-founder, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was never easy. But I think the big problem was that it was always a deal where I would build it, and then once it was built, they would sell it. Mm-hmm. But then you get this this problem where you're working for you know a month or two full time, mm-hmm. and they're doing nothing, and then then you're finished, and then they they start, but there's no guarantee that they're going to put in the same two months that you put in. Yeah. They might fizzle out. They might lose interest. They, they got the big results at first, and then it's harder and harder to get results. So they they move on to other things. Yeah. So I think I'd be willing to try again, but this time, like we both work full time at the same time. Yeah. Like you start building hype now, mm-hmm. like before I even write a single line of code. Like, yeah. So like as I start coding, you start building hype. You start testing different landing pages, different copy, talking to people. Mm. And like we're both spending our full time at the same time. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. yeah. In whatever venture I, I begin with next, um, I realize now, like I was talking to customers a bit. I need to like 10x <laughs> the number of yeah. talking I do. Like, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm doing way too much building. I, I thought I was ahead of the curve. I was like, oh, but it's a really small product. Like, it's like it's like a cheat like oh yeah but it's it's so small I'll just, I'll just build it it's okay and it's like yeah but that's not the same as 
as doing exactly. marketing and building hype. Like it's not the same at all. But the, I mean, I've I've made this mistake a thousand times in the past ten years, and and you read indie hackers, and it seems like everyone is doing this mistake. Yeah. Like, everyone's doing it. Like it's just all. It'll be different for me. Yeah. Like no, no, no. My product is so amazing that it'll be different. Mm. Right. I mean, it's like that stat that says like nine out of ten businesses fail. Right. It's like everyone that starts a business believes that they're in the ten percent. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> Not me. me. Yeah, it's gonna know. be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like if you had started the cold calling first, yeah. And then the cold emailing, and all you had was a landing page yeah. that just, and then you would change the copy after talking to people, yeah. and then continue, and then, yeah, like maybe you'd have a few angry people saying, "Where's the product?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> shut, shut up and take my money. Yeah. But yeah, but but then that's a good problem to have. Exactly. Yeah, I would. You you you're you're way more a, a far better problem to have is having a couple people be angry at you. Because it doesn't exist, instead of just echoing silence with yeah. something that's there. And that's it. With Power and Porter, like I, I did such a much better job than I did previously on my other products. Yeah. But even now, I'm realizing I made I made mistakes. Like I should have done even more marketing and maybe even pre-selling. Mm. Yeah, especially now that I'm reaching out to agencies. Like I'm realizing I, I should have even put more energy into that. Mm. I, I, man, I. I feel like the pre-sale pre thing is something that I I just I don't know how people do it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so it feels not it's because you're not lying to people. It's not like you're saying like, oh yeah, it's done. Like, pay me for it. It's like no, like it doesn't exist yet, and it's a problem enough for you that you're willing to pay. Like, for some reason, I look at that. And I'm like, oh god, I can never. Like, that's so scary. I feel like I could never do that. Yeah, but there's like variants on it. Hmm. Like at the beginning, my idea. My original idea for Power Importer was just a CSV import feature because Webflow has a CSV import, but it, there's a bunch of things it didn't support. So my, my first idea was, I'm just going to make one that does all the features that they don't support. And so when I was reaching out to people, like I, I didn't write a single line of code yet. I'm just talking. I was considering the idea of just charging them to do it for them, like just give me your CSV files and pay me this this amount and I'll do it for you. Yep. Like, uh, but then I thought, uh, I don't really want to be doing that. Like I'd rather be writing code. Yes. So, so I didn't do it. But And in the end, I, I pivoted towards the Airtable sync feature because that had better traction. Okay. But that, you know, that would have been a, a good example of like pre-selling, mm. pre-selling the value yes. that I'm going to offer in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's like yeah, that's it, it's not profitable for me to to upload your CSV files, you know. Like, but but I'm testing right now whether you're willing to pay for that service. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, God, that's so smart. And I mean, I guess I was there, I had a, a few customers that I knew absolutely needed it, and they would be willing to pay. So I think that was enough foundation for me that no, no, I'll just build it. Yeah, because at least from where I'm standing, like. The accountants that I did talk to, because I, I talked to a couple accountants, but I really talked to more people. I was talking to regular consumers, being like, oh, yeah. FBARs, that's a real problem. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is horrible. And yeah, so, but yeah, no, I, I'm just looking at it and I'm looking at the error. And I'm just like, yep, okay, I see the errors made. Got it. Well, you're, you're doing, you're, you're making the error much sooner than 
than I made them. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah. The, the nice thing is that, like, I've learned so much from this project and everything involved. Like, I don't feel bad about any of this. If it if I don't ever make a sale, if, if it all goes to zero, I don't care. Right. But, like, I've learned so much about what to do and also what not to do that I'm just, yeah, like, what a... I feel very privileged to have gotten the experience. Yeah, that's a, that's a good... That's a good attitude. Let's see if I if I'm as privileged the next time I make the same mistake. <laughs> but we still don't know if it's a mistake, right? Yeah, that's right? true. I, I keep <laughs> no, no. It's still it. You no, know, we we you know there's something there. Yeah. It's like you got to change the messaging. There's, or, yeah, there's something there. I just got to get it. There's a f- yeah. There's a few more cards to be played before you agreed. You throw in the towel. Yeah. So yeah, just more cold call. Like, I just got to talk to more people. And those people need to not be individuals. I need to talk to companies. I need to talk to accountants that are actually doing this. Yeah, and you need to bypass your gatekeeper. Yeah. So yeah, cold outreach. Cold outreach, ho. (laughs) (laughs) At least for your next business, you can make sure that it doesn't involve cold outreach. (laughs) I'm going to make sure it doesn't. Cold email, cold calling, I mean. Yeah, seriously. No, no uh, No cold calling and... No more end of fiscal year stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I have a fixation with end of financial years. I don't know what my problem is. And it's kind of the worst time to try to contact accountants, right? Oh, man. Like, like they're so busy. They're so busy. Like, my accountant is, is spamming me right now. Like, you know, send us your papers before this date and you'll get a rebate. Yeah. Because they know that if everyone waits for the last minute, they're good. they won't be able to do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's so much wrong with. <laughs> well, I mean, like I was, I was chatting with my wife about this actually as well. Um, the, it's when it comes to marketing something like this, and I don't know that I'll ever know the answer. I mean, maybe if I do this for years and years, I will. But if something is a problem at financial year end, I would hope that a professional would say, "I know that that's a problem at financial year end. I'm willing to purchase a solution in July." even though I'm not going to need it until March or something like that. Um, but if it's one of those things that they're kind of hot cold on, like, oh, it's it's August. I don't, I'm not really thinking about F-bars right now. Like maybe that kind of tells you something as well about the market. Like, because if you're selling to yeah. individuals, they don't care. Like they don't care about F-bars in September. They care about them in, in March and no, April. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to kind of look at businesses throughout the year and say, oh, hey, this is a problem that you have. All, you have it at this particular year at, at time of year get get a solution now get a get a solution in hands so you're ready for the tax because yeah especially if you know if you have like a time limit for a rebate for it or something like yep. that yep like uh you know like if you order it now like you know it's going to be 30 percent off mm-hmm. like, exactly and then you'll and then you'll be ready next year mm-hmm. yeah so if i can get people to pick up the phone today in preparation for next year or well not today like in a few months in preparation for the 2021 tax year then it's like yeah that's a pretty getting people to be able to pick up the phone and field your calls then is a is a good vote of confidence that it that it is a problem that people actually care about yeah you got anything else no that's it yeah same for me cool man all right catch up next week yeah right. sounds good all right. all right be well talk to you next week see ya